Second Chronicles chapter 34. Josiah was eight years old when he became king and reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight and walked in the ways of his ancestor, David. He did not turn aside to the right or to the left. In the eighth year of his reign, he was still a youth. Josiah began to seek the God of his ancestor, David. And in the twelfth year, he began to cleanse Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the Asherah poles, the carved images, and the cast images. Then, in the presence of the altars of the Baals, were torn down, and he chopped down the incense altars that were above them. He shattered the Asherah poles, the carved images, and the cast images, crushed them to dust, and scattered them over the graves of those who had sacrificed to them. He burned the bones of the priests on their altars. So he cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. He did the same in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, and Simeon, and as far as Naphtali, and on their surrounding mountain shrines. He tore down the altars, and he smashed the Asherah poles and the carved images to powder. He chopped down all the incense altars throughout the land of Israel and returned to Jerusalem. In the 18th year of his reign, in order to cleanse the land and the temple, Josiah sent Shaphan, son of Azaliah, along with Masiah, the governor of the city, and the court historian Joah, son of Johaz, to repair the temple of the Lord, his God. So they went to Hilkiah, the high priest, and gave him the money brought into God's temple. The Levites and the doorkeepers had collected money from Manasseh, Ephraim, and from the entire remnant of Israel, and from all Judah, Benjamin, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They put it into the hands of those doing the work, those who oversaw the Lord's temple. They gave it to the workmen who were working in the Lord's temple to repair and restore the temple. They gave it to the carpenters and builders and also used it to buy quarried stone and timbers for joining and making beams for the buildings that Judah's kings had destroyed.
The men were doing the work with integrity. Their overseers were Jahath and Obadiah, Levites from the Merarites, and Zechariah and Meshulam from the Kohathites as supervisors. The Levites were all skilled with musical instruments. They were also over the porters and were supervising all those doing the work task by task. Some of the Levites were secretaries, officers, and gatekeepers. When they brought out the money that had been deposited in the Lord's temple, Hilkiah, the priest, found the book of the law of the Lord written by the hand of Moses. Consequently, Hilkiah told Shaphan, the court secretary, I have found the book of the law in the Lord's temple. And he gave it to Shaphan. Shaphan took the book to the king and also reported, Your servants are doing all that was placed in their hands. They have emptied out the money that was found in the Lord's temple and have put it into the hand of the overseers in the hand of those doing the work. Then Shaphan, the court secretary, told the king, Hilkiah, the priest, gave me a book. And Shaphan read from it in the presence of the king. When the king heard the words of the law, he tore his clothes. Then he commanded Hilkiah, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Abdon, son of Micah, Shaphan, the court secretary, and the king's servant, Asaiah, go, ask Yahweh for me and for those remaining in Israel and Judah concerning the words of the book that was found. For great is the Lord's wrath that is poured out on us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord in order to do everything written in this book. So Hilkiah and those the king had designated went to the prophetess Huldah, the wife of Shalom, son of Tokath, son of Hasrah, keeper of the wardrobe. She lived in Jerusalem, in the second district. They spoke with her about this. She said to them, This is what Yahweh, the God of Israel, says. Say to the man who sent you to me. This is what Yahweh says. I am about to bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants, fulfilling all the curses written in the book that they read in the presence of the king of Judah, because they 
have abandoned me and burned incense to other gods in order to provoke me with all the works of their hands. My wrath will be poured out on this place and it will not be quenched. Say this to the king of Judah who sent you to ask Yahweh. This is what Yahweh, the king of Israel, says. As for the words that you heard, because your heart was tender and you humbled yourself before God when you heard his words against this place and against its inhabitants, and because you humbled yourself before me, and you tore your clothes and wept before me. I myself have heard. This is the Lord's declaration. I will indeed gather you to your fathers, and you will be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes will not see all the disaster that I am bringing on this place and on its inhabitants. Then they reported to the king. So the king sent messengers and gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the Lord's temple with all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, as well as the priests and the Levites, all the people from great to small. He read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant. <clears throat> he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the Lord's temple. Then the king stood at his post and made a covenant in the Lord's presence to follow the Lord and to keep his commands his decrees and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul in order to carry out the words of the covenant written in this book. He had all those present in Jerusalem and Benjamin agree to it. So all the inhabitants of Jerusalem carried out the covenant of God, the God of their ancestors. So Josiah removed everything that was detestable from all the lands belonging to the Israelites. And he required all who were present in Israel to serve the Lord their God throughout his reign. They did not turn aside from following Yahweh the God of their ancestors. Revelation chapter 20. Then I saw an angel coming down from heaven with the key to the abyss and a great chain in his hand. He seized the dragon, the ancient serpent, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, closed it, and put a seal on it so that he would no longer deceive the nations until the 1,000 years were completed. After that, he must be released for a short time. Then 
I saw thrones and people seated on them who were given authority to judge. I also saw the people who had been beheaded because of their testimony about Jesus and because of God's word, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and who had not accepted the mark on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with the Messiah for one thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the 1,000 years were completed. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of the Messiah, and they will reign with him. For 1,000 years. When the 1,000 years are completed, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations at the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them for battle. Their number is like the sand of the sea. They came up over the surface of the earth and surrounded the encampment of the saints, the beloved city. Then fire came down from heaven and consumed them. The devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Then I saw a great white throne and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up its dead, and death and Hades gave up their dead. All were judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone not found written in the book, of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Malachi chapter 2. Therefore, 
this decree is for you priests. If you don't listen, and if you don't take it to heart to honor my name, says the Lord of hosts, says Yahweh of hosts, I will send a curse among you, and I will curse your blessings. In fact, I have already begun to curse them because you are not taking it to heart. Look, I am going to rebuke your descendants, and I will spread animal waste over your faces, the waste from your festival sacrifices, and you will be taken away with it. Then you will know that I sent you this decree so my covenant with Levi may continue, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave these to him. It called for reverence, and he revered me and stood in awe of my name. True instruction was in his mouth, and nothing wrong was found in his lips. He walked with me in peace and fairness and turned many from sin. For the lips of a priest should guard knowledge, and people should seek instruction from his mouth, because he is the messenger of the Lord of of the Lord of hosts. You, on the other hand, have turned from the way. You have caused many to stumble by your instruction. You have violated the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. <coughs> so I, in turn, have made you despised and humiliated before all the people because you are not keeping my ways but are showing partiality in your instruction. Don't all of us have one Father? Didn't one God create us? Why then do we act treacherously against one another, profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah has acted treacherously, and a detestable thing has been done in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the Lord's sanctuary, which he loves, and has married the daughter of a foreign god. To the man who does this, may the Lord cut off any descendants from the tents of Jacob. 
even if they present an offering to the Lord of hosts. And this is another thing you do. You cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer respects your offerings or receives them gladly from your hands. Yet you ask, for what reason? Because the Lord has been a witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have acted treacherously against her, though she was your marriage partner and your wife by covenant. Didn't the one God make us with a remnant of his life breath? And what does the one seek? A godly offspring. So watch yourselves carefully and do not act treacherously against the wife of your youth. If he hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord God of Israel, he covers his garment with injustice, says the Lord of hosts. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully and do not act treacherously. You have wearied the Lord with your words, yet you ask, how have we wearied him? When you say, everyone who does what is evil is good in the Lord's sight, and he is pleased with him, or where is the God of justice? The Gospel according to John, chapter 19. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged. The soldiers also twisted together a crown of thorns, put it on his head, and threw a purple robe around him. And they repeatedly came up to him and said, Hail, King of the Jews, and were slapping his face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I'm bringing him outside to you to let you know I find no grounds for charging him. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. People said, Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the temple police saw him, they shouted, Crucify! Crucify! Pilate responded, Take him and crucify him yourselves, for I have no grounds for charging him. We have a law. The Jews replied to him, and according to that law, he must die because he made himself the son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, 
he was more afraid than ever. He went back into the headquarters and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus did not give him an answer. So Pilate said to him, You're not talking to me? Don't you know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? You would have no authority over me at all, Jesus answered him, if it hadn't been given you from above. This is why the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. From that moment, Pilate made every effort to release him. But the Jews shouted, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Anyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus outside. He sat down on the judge's bench in a place called the Stone Pavement, but in Hebrew, Gabbatha. It was the preparation day for the Passover, and it was about six in the morning. Then he told the Jews, Here is your king! But they shouted, Take him away! Take him away! Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Should I crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the chief priests answered. So then, because of them, he handed him over to be crucified. Therefore, they took Jesus away, carrying his own cross. He went out to what is called Skull Place, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him and two others with him, one on either side, with Jesus in the middle. Pilate also had a sign lettered and put on the cross. The inscription was, Jesus the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign because the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city. And it was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. So, the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. But that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate replied, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers crucified Jesus. They took his clothes and divided them into four parts, a part for each soldier. They also took the tunic, which was seamless, 
woven in one piece from the top. So they said to one another, Let's not tear it, but cast lots for it to see who gets it. They did this to fulfill the scripture that says, They divided my clothes among themselves, and they cast lots for my clothing. And this is what the soldiers did. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. After this, when Jesus knew that everything was now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, he said, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was sitting there. So they fixed a sponge full of sour wine on Hysim and held it up to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. Then, bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. Since it was the preparation day, the Jews did not want the bodies to remain on the cross on the Sabbath. For that Sabbath was a special day. They requested that Pilate have the men's legs broken and that their bodies be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first man and of the other one who had been crucified with him. When they came to Jesus, they did not break his legs, since they saw that he was already dead. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once blood and water came out. He who saw this has testified, so that you may also believe. His testimony is true, and he knows he is telling the truth, for these things happened so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. Also, another scripture says, they will look at the one they pierced. After this, 
Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly because of his fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might remove Jesus's body. Pilate gave him permission, so he came back and took his body away. Nicodemus, who had previously come to him at night, also came bringing a mixture of about 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes. Then they took Jesus' body and wrapped it in linen clothes with the aromatic spices, according to the burial custom of the Jews. There was a garden in the place where he was crucified. A new tomb was in the garden. No one had yet been placed in it. They placed Jesus there because of the Jewish preparation and since the tomb was nearby.